Welcome to Limitless Love. I'm your host, Sony. I help powerful women find the love they deserve by cultivating more sensuality, playfulness, and abundance in their romantic lives. Are you a successful woman who is killing it in her career but can't seem to get it together when it comes to men and dating? You're used to being recognized as being the best at what you do. You've got a condo, maybe a shiny new car. You take fabulous girls trips around the world, spend your weekends wine tasting and shopping. From the outside looking in, you seem to have it all. But you're missing real romantic connection. It feels like every man you meet is wrong for you. You are meeting men who are intimidated by your success, emotionally unavailable, and you have convinced yourself that it will never happen for you. Well, I've got good news for you, babe. You are dead wrong. Real, authentic love is waiting for you. You can have it all. I know this because I have been in your shoes. In this podcast, I will help you on your path to love by sharing my expert guidance, tips and techniques. You are meant for love. You are meant to have it all. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, my loves, welcome to another episode of the Limitless Love Podcast. I'm your host, Sony Pelty, and I stand for every woman being fucking insanely loved in the most orgasmic ways. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share with you something that I'm offering, something that I have never done before. I was called to do something different for the last 90 days of 2022. So I am offering three months of unlimited coaching. Any area of your life that you are looking to elevate, any relationships, be it romantic relationships, friendships, your relationship with your kids, your parents, I'm here to support you and make the last 90 days of 2022 count for you so you can elevate your life. I will leave the information in the show notes. And basically, the curriculum of this program is you. So you bring you and uh, we work to elevate um, every area of your life in the next 90 days. Okay, so let's dive in to today's episode. Personally and professionally, I am constantly up-leveling by investing in coaches and mentors and doing the uncomfortable work I ask my clients to do in order to live their best life. When I grow and I share the work I do on myself with my clients, they benefit from it as well. And at the moment, I am attending a workshop offered by one of my mentors on unshaming. It's called the Shame Clinic. Shame holds us back from living our fullest potential. 
So I have taken it upon myself to do the work of unshaming and bring this work to my clients. When we take up the work of unshaming, we need to rewire many of our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves on a fundamental level. So I'm going deeper into the depths of myself, deeper than I have ever dived before. And last night in our session, I uncovered something that I realized is having me play small in my business. It was extraordinary. It was potent. As I watched one of the facilitators of the workshop work with one of the other students, I saw myself in her story and uncovered what has been holding me back. And since I'm on the mission to guide women on their path to love, I can't let anything hold me back. So let's talk about what this is, what I uncovered. It's our childhood wounding that when left unhealed, holds us back and dictates how we show up in all the relationships in our life whether it be romantic or work relationships or friendships. Our childhood wounding and whether that has been witnessed or not holds us back from living our best life. The thing to understand about wounding is that it doesn't have to be big, small, subtle things that we don't pay much attention to can also cause wounding. So I want to share my story with you on how my childhood wounding affected my adult relationships. And as I realized last night, it has been affecting my growth in my business as well. And I will also talk about what steps can you take towards healing yourself. Now in this moment, when I look at my childhood and early adult years from the outside, As an observer and knowing what I know today, I lived a very oppressed life. This doesn't mean that I didn't have loving parents. They were probably parenting with their own unhealed traumas and societal conditioning. But as children, when we experience wounding, we don't know that. We think something is wrong with us. And we don't trust ourselves. And because we believe something is wrong with us or that we don't matter, our tendency is to not look inside for what's right about us. Not look inside for what's right for us. And not be attuned to our own feelings, insights, or our own intelligence. And instead, we look outside for validation. And I lived most of my adult life looking outside for validation from friends, from society, from the men I dated. So my parents, especially my mom, always put my brother and his needs, his issues and situations before mine. And I did want to mention that my brother and I are one year and nine months apart, so we are pretty close in age. His life mattered, what he was experiencing mattered, and his struggles and his hardships mattered. 
and I have had to sacrifice my feelings and give him importance. My mom till today tells me, oh, he has a hard life. You need to be more considerate. You are strong. You can handle things. He can't. So we have to support him. For me, this translates into, I don't matter. My needs don't matter. What I am experiencing doesn't matter. My brother's situation and what he's experiencing are more important. There is clear favoritism in our house. And Indian culture as such gives more importance to boys than it does to girls. As Indian women, we are supposed to sacrifice ourselves for everyone. So when we experience this, we unconsciously start to hide in our life. We don't give ourselves permission to take up space. We start to hide in our relationships and in our career. We reach a certain level and we plateau. We start playing small. We don't stand up for ourselves. And other people's needs and emotions matter more to us than our own. Now, your experience may have been different from mine. But anytime we are made to feel insignificant, we tend to shrink in our life and relationships. Oh, they are going through things that are so much crazier than what I am experiencing. So I am just going to keep quiet and not bring up what I'm feeling because it's so insignificant. And even if I bring it up, it really doesn't matter. So I'm just going to be quiet. This behavior has kept me small in my business, where I have not yet been able to make the kind of impact I desire to make to change the lives of millions of women. I notice I hesitate to stand up and ask questions and ask for help from my mentors in group coaching situations because when I hear other people's questions, I feel my questions are insignificant compared to what the other women are asking. What I need help with sounds so small, so I shy away and hesitate to ask. Have you experienced this? It doesn't have to be in your career. Um, It can be in relationships or in any other area of your life. I tell myself, oh, it's not so bad for me. It feels selfish to ask or talk about my situation when what others are experiencing is so much bigger than me or what my situation is. You see, how I'm thinking of others and shrinking, even though I have paid thousands of dollars to be in these programs and I'm not showing up a thousand percent. And can you see how this connects to my childhood wounding? And last night, I was able to connect the dots on how this impacted me professionally and it blew my mind. I have done so much work to heal my romantic and personal relationships and now it's time for me to do some more deep healing work for my professional growth. It's time for me to witness my childhood wounds and be compassionate towards myself and stop dismissing myself and my needs and make full use of the support I have 
instead of sitting on the bleachers and just watching other women play. This self-abandonment shows up for us in dating, in relationships, in our marriage, in friendships, and in all areas of our life. I realized I had gaslighted myself most of my adult life and engaged in even more people-pleasing when I didn't matter. The more I was oppressed and silenced, the more I resorted to people-pleasing. I wanted everyone to be happy with me. I wanted to be liked so badly. I was silenced for most of my life. My parents called the shots and took it upon themselves to make all my life's decisions. I felt very constricted growing up. In high school, I wasn't allowed to hang out with boys. There were restrictions on me going out to parties if boys were going to be there. My friends would go and I had to stay home because of my dad's conservative nature. There were different rules for me and my brother. He could go out and party, but I couldn't. We grew up in Dubai and in the 80s, when we graduated from high school, there were no colleges in Dubai. So kids either went to Europe, North America, or back to India for college. I wasn't allowed to attend the college of my choice. My dad decided where I would go to college. Again, what I wanted, what I desired did not matter. My brother went to study in Europe. While I was sent to India to live with my grandmother and go to a college where the medium of instruction was Hindi. And that set me up for failure. It didn't stop there. My husband was picked for me. I wasn't given much of a choice. My choice in marriage didn't matter. I got married one month before my 20th birthday. And my parents' mindset for getting me married so young was that they could hand over my responsibility over to my husband. I felt like I was a burden and like I was a commodity that got traded. The suppression didn't end there. And as I mentioned earlier, our childhood patterns dictate our adult relationships. And I ended up attracting ex-in-laws and ex-husband who were narcissistic. My ex-in-laws wanted to have a say in every decision in my life, from whether I could continue with college to when I can go visit my parents and why am I going out with friends and coming home late? And it went on and on. They wanted to, to control every area of my life. I go deeper into my story and my journey to finding love in season one, episode one. So if you haven't heard that episode, definitely give it a listen. So all of this oppression manifested as hypothyroidism in my body. When we can't live and speak our truth and live an aligned life, it manifests as disease in our bodies. And for those of you who know human design, I have a defined throat center, which means I am meant to use my voice and empower others and speak my truth and I lived my life, most of my adult life, doing the opposite of that. 
<laughs> so no wonder it affected my throat center, the throat chakra. I have turned around my love life completely and I don't recognize the girl I was. Last night's revelation of what was keeping me small in my business was significant for me as I didn't realize how my childhood wounds were holding me back in my business. And I felt inspired to come here and share it with all of you. I would love to hear from you how this is landing for you. So how to start the process of healing? No matter which area of your life is impacted by this wounding, and as you can see in my story, even though you heal one area of your life, it doesn't mean it's not impacting the other areas of your life. So the first step is self-advocacy. Standing up for what you believe and what you desire, what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate. Be a loving witness to your childhood wounds and don't blame yourself for them. Hold yourself in reverence. Have loving compassion for yourself and know that nothing is wrong with you. Be the loving parent to yourself that you never had because this not mattering is deadly to the soul, to our thriving, our flowering, our self-love and our creativity. That's the first step in unshaming. The next step is to create strong boundaries, saying no to giving, overgiving, saying no to putting others and their needs before yours. And the last step is resisting advice or counsel. This is saying, I do not want you to give me advice or try to fix me. I go so much deeper into these processes with my clients in our work together. So ladies, I would love, love, love to hear how this episode landed for you. So send me an email and let me know. My email is in the show notes. And if you would love to take the opportunity for the unlimited coaching for three months with me, I would be honored to be your guide, your mentor. And know that even though your story may be different from mine, I hope you are able to find some medicine in it for you. I leave you with a mantra, a powerful power statement. I have agency over my life and well-being. Keep reminding yourself. Keep saying this to yourself. I have agency over my life and well-being. Okay, my loves, I will see you again in another episode. Until then, cheering you in love and life. Mwah. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's time for you to shine your light and have your heart be felt by those around you. I don't want you to forget that you are meant to be fucking insanely loved and that you are love. If this episode inspired you, please share it with someone you love. One simple share can open up a brand new world for someone and you hold the power to spark that. 
if you already have an i would love to have a review on this podcast your reviews and ratings of this show mean the world to me take a moment to leave a review on itunes and send a screenshot to me at sony at limitless love with sony.com and i will send you a gift of gratitude my goddess of love affirmations until next time tune into the love within you and live with an open heart you are love